Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Hayden Bolick, owner of Pediatric Developmental Therapy. And today our guest is David Bolick, who happens to also be my husband. And our topic is first day on the therapy job or any job for that matter. And I hope this will be applicable to all things. <laughs> so we're coming up with this idea. It kind of follows along with some of our earlier podcasts of interviewing, resume, showing up to an interview, knowing what to dress, wear, say, ask an interview. And so this kind of follows along with it. Now you got the job. Now what? Right? I think this is the next step once you've gotten the call back from the employer of mm-hmm. a place where you've applied and uh, you're in the door. And what happens next? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Well, what happens next for us is orientation. We have a full revamped. Actually, I think we've revamped our orientation now. We work on it all the time, four or five times. But every time we do it, when I say all the time, every time we orient a new group, we evaluate ourselves. What was good? What was bad? What could we have done better? How could we have done differently? Is that better? We reevaluate our orientation process all the time because I think it's vitally important to get everything started correctly. And at PDT, the orientation process is really described more as an onboarding process. Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Well, we call it onboarding. It is fair to say, yes. We try to set people up for success, and this is the first step. Yeah, and as a new employee or in the case of somebody that a therapist, for example, occupational therapist, physical therapist, or speech therapist who comes to work at PDT as a new therapist, I would recommend that new therapists go into the onboarding process, which is a week-long process here at PDT or nearly a week-long process, with the idea that they're going to pay very close attention Uh, to each detail during that onboarding process in an effort to get a leg up and get a clear, good start with the new position and new job. Well, and I think also one of the things I've noticed recently with orientation, because I'm kind of going back a little bit backwards, is because during the interview process, our interview process is so lengthy and so in-depth that in part of our interview process is a working interview where the person comes in and spends at least one day, but usually a lot more than that, So by the time they're orienting with us, it's not awkward. We're not strangers. We've actually gotten to know the person. They've gotten to know us. So it really is relaxed and it's fun. Yeah, and I think think that's an important process that PDT employs and that I would recommend that all employers, whether they're a therapist employer or in some other line of work, uh, that they take that approach of having the working interview, the interview where somebody comes into the building if there is a physical location, engages with people who work for the practice and for the company so that when a person is a new hire and they do come into the workplace, they're not a stranger. They're met with Mm -hmm. a a smiling face Mm -hmm. from people who may have met that person during the working interview. And there's some level of familiarity, uh, which helps in the first step toward making their career, in some cases, uh, successful. Yeah. Usually we know a lot about the person. They know a lot about us. So by the time they get here, the first day is going, how's your mama? I mean, not really, but you know, <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> or, understand. you know, but well, they, a lot of times, a lot of times it is, but not their, really their mama. But anyway, 
I tell people this, when I do the orientation, I'm not always the one who does the onboarding or not all of it, but I've often done a lot of it, most of it, sometimes all of it. The first thing I think, and I even tell people this, is pay attention and ask questions. Because sometimes during the onboarding, you're teaching the person a lot and you look around and get the sort of glazed over look. And I'll kind of say, oh, people, this, this is important. Right here, pay attention, ask questions, you know, and I wish somebody had told me that whenever I onboarded in any particular place and I still, we pick up a new contract site if we're working with a new contract site or a new place. There's an onboarding process sometimes for us as a company. I've learned through the years to pay attention. Yeah, I would recommend that new hires at PDT and again at any place that you go into that first day of work with a written list of questions. Bring in a written list of things that you know that you need answers to. You know, unfortunately, business owners and managers who bring people on board, regardless of whatever that position may be or whatever that job may be, whether it is a therapy job here with pediatric developmental therapy or in some other business, the manager or the employer, whoever's giving the orientation or whoever's doing the hiring it makes a mistake sometimes of making assumptions about knowledge Mm -hmm. that a person may or may not have, even Mm -hmm. with respect to just basics of employment, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. how the paycheck works. I know, for example, uh, you had an employee, a team member, therapist, who got her first paycheck and called you the next day. Mm -hmm. Yes, she didn't understand about the fact that taxes were going to be taken out. Yeah, and specifically, she had taken her salary that she was going to get. And at pediatric developmental therapy, you pay team members twice a month for a total of 24 pay periods a month, Mm -hmm. uh, a a year, 24 pay periods a year. And she had simply taken the salary that she had negotiated and divided it by 24 and wondered, hey, uh, why does this not add up? (laughs) Yes. Uh, But I frequently get paycheck pay questions because for our new grads it's a lot of times their first real job and real paycheck for those of you listening who may wonder why Mm -hmm. it didn't add up to 1 24th of her pay there are you know we live in a place where they collect taxes that's right that's right and you have (laughs) and those taxes have to be paid (laughs) and employers are required to withhold taxes and they're also required to withhold your contribution as a citizen to Social Security program and to future Medicare premium payments. So there are things that are taken out. I think that particular employee also was concerned and didn't pay attention to details. Uh, Like, for example, there was money taken out that was contributing to her. PDT has a retirement plan. She had signed up to have money taken out of her check and didn't realize that, hey, wait a minute, that actually is going to be withheld. Yeah. I mean, she had even signed up for it. So as a new hire, it's important to pay attention to even the small basic details because really in that onboarding and orientation process, the old sort of cliche saying there's no such thing as a dumb question really applies in that case. And in this electronic age now, um, I'll speak to what we do here. We have an automatic deposit system and we have a, a payroll company that we use. And so every every employee gets their own little pay account so that only they can access. And so, but I've noticed sometimes a lot, we show them how to set it up and orientation will set it up with them and then they'll never access it ever. So they'll never look at their pay stubs to see, all right, let's really look at this pay stub and, and uh, people make mistakes. And so there could be, we have health insurance that we do. We have lots of lots of benefits. And um, 
there could be a mistake. We're everybody's human, and you know I like to think we're perfect all the time, but we're not. So everybody needs to check your pay stub. Yes, for folks that are in my generation, I'm 46 years old at the date of this taping, and you know I remember a day when you was payday. I remember payday, and you went by whoever the designated person in the office was who got the envelopes with the little clear cellophane front with your name and address on the front and they handed it to That's you and day. you could open the envelope and there was a there was this green check mm-hmm. that had your name on it with an amount of money and then there was a, a little printout a detachable stub that had all the particulars on it and you got some view of that today all that is done primarily with most companies including PDT electronically mm-hmm. uh, that same information is available electronically But I do think that unless a person who is employed with a company or a practice really understands from the Mm get-go, from that onboarding and orientation process, how to access that information and routinely and regularly goes to that information to review it, I agree. I don't think a lot of people look at it and review it as much because it's not thrown in your face. It's not something that you have to look at. Because, you know, in previous day, you had to actually physically take that check to the bank, sign it on the back, and hand it to the teller, and she gave you a receipt, Mm -hmm. and you had a little piece of paper that gave people some a sense of satisfaction that I've put my money in the bank and I know it's there, and you were forced, really, because it was captive to you, because it was in your hand, to look at those deductions the withholding taxes, the uh, any kind of health insurance contribution or whatever deductions were mm-hmm. taken out of your pay, you were forced to look at. Now people generally have to purposefully go and, and capture that information. And I think it's important for uh, new hires particularly to understand that process and know where to get that information and get into a routine. Because even if you've worked somewhere for 20 years and you're changing different jobs, that company's going to do it different than your old company anyway. So you need to check your pay stuff because – no matter where you are signing up for in any place new, there could be errors. Even if it is a payroll company, somewhere along the line is the person who's doing it. And so for purposes of today's podcast, I think it's important for us to go through some mm-hmm. of those particulars uh, and specifics. Number one is, you know, when you go into the onboarding and orientation process, you need to know, as we said, PDT, uh, Pediatric Developmental Therapy, pays employees twice a month. Right. Uh, You have a system here where a person is paid on the 10th and the the 25th of the month. Mm -hmm. And that is for ease of employees Mm -hmm. and team members knowing when they get Mm -hmm. paid. It's also for ease of regularity. The the old way, again, prior to many people who may be listening to this podcast before they were even born, was often to pay twice a week or once a week. But sometimes in a month, there might be uh, five weeks in a month, right? Or, or if you were paid once every two weeks, two or three months a year, you might get paid um, three times. Three times in a month. Mm-hmm. So for ease of of the employer, really, and for regularity to the team member, mm-hmm. twice a month seems to work for PDT. It works great. I always say this: don't mess up people's paychecks. Right, and, and don't you, mess them up. Right. And, and, and as, a, as a new hire, you need to understand mm-hmm. and be clear about when that paycheck is going to hit. Yep. I know, for example, that I worked for the state at one time, and, and it was the state of North Carolina that I worked for, and the state of North Carolina pays once a month. Right. 
and I didn't and get lean at the end of the month. Right. I didn't get paid until the (laughs) last midnight on the last day of the month. And Mm -hmm. so it taught me really quick about budgeting my money, (laughs) which is probably the subject of an entirely uh, separate podcast. But Mm, completely. First thing you need to realize as a new hire, too, what your withholding taxes are going to be. You're Mm -hmm. going to be handed forms at orientation and onboarding that relate to how much money that you're telling the, the, the employer to withhold from your taxes that is requ- that they are required to do, mm-hmm. and you're going to fill those forms out. A lot of people just fill those forms out, sign them, and forget about them, and and really forget about the significance of what those forms are and what they mean. I mean, that's money that's going to come out of your paycheck that you are required to pay. The employer has to pay it for you. They are they are responsible for taking that money out of your paycheck, holding it in trust and sending it to the government on your behalf. Right. Exactly. So it's not as if the employer is keeping that money for themselves. They are, you know, the the government in the United States require and the state and whatever state you live in requires all employers to capture that money and to send it to them on your behalf. Yes. And then at the end of the year before April 15th, you will file your annual taxes and if you have overpaid that amount for any reason, then you would be due a refund. Yes. Um, and that's where the tax refund comes from. I hear that's what happens to people. From. Yes. Um, <laughs> I've heard stories of that. Yeah, I understand. And <laughs> as a business owner, I've, most business yeah. owners don't get refunds. Very they end jealous. up getting a bill, typically. Yes, yes. Seems like that's what happens most often. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, another important thing that you need to ask about is health insurance. Yeah. Health oh. insurance is a big issue in the United States with the passage of the Affordable Care Act and the requirements of different employers to provide health insurance to employees. Uh, Most uh, companies who employ professionals have offered health insurance for years. Uh, Mm -hmm. But you need to find out about the particulars of your health insurance benefits. And I think one key point that people miss is that that the health insurance is taken out before taxes. Yeah, and that, that is if, you, if there is a contribution. Right, Some yeah, places, yeah. health insurance, very rarely now, I will say, there, you, there was a day when employers covered 100% of, your, of the cost of health insurance. But mm-hmm. because of the rising mm-hmm. uh, cost, uh, cost employers cannot afford anymore. typically to pay 100% of that. Uh, I know, for example, the state of North Carolina, when I worked for the state, they covered 100% of the employee's premium, and today they don't. The state itself actually charges people a percentage um, for uh, their health insurance. And pediatric developmental yeah. therapy has a nominal charge that they ask people to contribute toward their health insurance. Right. But at the onboarding process is when you get those details of what exactly your health insurance covers. For example, I know here at PDT, eye care, for example, is covered, dental, dental. is covered, uh, and there are certain deductibles and copays for pharmaceuticals uh, that you may get prescriptions, and those types of things. How many visits you might get if you need physical therapy as a result yep. of some some issue you may have with a sprained ankle or whatever. Uh, there are certain things. And when um, the health insurance starts. And Sorry. when it starts okay, yep. and, and, and what those benefits are and how to access those benefits. And all that's detailed in the onboarding process. So mm-hmm. as a new hire, don't be afraid to get that information and understand it and ask questions about it. You know, in the therapy realm also, uh, it's important. I know at PDT, 
you pay for your therapist licensure fees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. We pay their licensure fees every year, and you have to keep your license current. So it's important to know when that's going to get paid, how it's going to get paid. If you pay it, if the company pays it first, you get reimbursed. How the just the details of that. And with new grads too, as part of the onboarding process, often getting that license is done just before the onboarding process. Mm -hmm. And that is an opportunity, too, to make sure that all of those licenses are current and in place. Mm -hmm. So that's important. You know, in the therapy business, as well as other medical fields, it is becoming more and more critical that uh, new hires and team members to a practice are properly credentialed. Yeah, I think this is the part that therapists maybe don't recognize all the work into this, but credentialing is vital. You can't get paid until you're credentialed appropriately with each health care, with each uh, insurance company, and they all do it. Each insurance company has their own credentialing process. It's a good part of an admin staff's responsibility, not full-time, but it's a good part of one admin staff time to credential everybody and to keep them credentialed because you have to re-credential them. You have to make sure the insurance companies have a copy of the most current license. And when you've got lots of therapists, you've got to keep it going. Yeah, speak to that. What what specifically is credentialing? Help people out um, with that. Well, it basically just tells the insurance company that you're licensed, you've passed all the requirements so that you can practice and you have a current license in that state and that you are current and that you also have malpractice insurance and that you don't have any outstanding malpractice claims against you. Basically, you're on the up and up as a therapist and can practice in that state. And that is And you're become, signed up with that insurance company. Excuse me. Didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. No, that's great. And that's becoming more and more intense in terms of the amount of man hours and work hours that are required to appropriately credential and expense. Uh, providers. And there's an expense to employers. Yeah, because you a lot of insurance companies you have to pay per therapist to get them credentialed. And so if um, onboarding a new therapist and getting them credentialed with all the insurance companies we have probably takes one admin staff member Per therapist, if you add them all up per year, uh, about 20 to 30 hours. And that benefits the provider, the therapist, as well as well, the, as so well as the practice. practice. Yeah. I mean, it benefits the practice, but it makes it so that therapist can see that we can employ them. Yeah. And another tick item that I would recommend, you know, that in, that new hires find out all the particulars about in the onboarding process is any retirement funds and, and what can be done to defer compensation down the road so that it will grow and be there for years of retirement. Yeah, for example, here we do a IRA. It's called a simple IRA. Simple IRA, yeah, simple IRA. We put in 3% of the employee salary into that every year, and sometimes people don't participate. And I always, I, I ask, why don't you? Because you're giving away 3% of your salary in addition to. So you just need to participate. And usually what the response I get when people don't participate is, oh, is that how that works? So I, I think it's just really not getting the details, not getting the information, not really understanding it and how it benefits them. Because to do that. you want to take advantage mm-hmm. of benefits that a practice is giving you because those benefits are given for a most of the time they're given for a business reason. One of those reasons is because if a business and in this case, a therapy practice institutes a simple IRA plan where the company contributes 3% of a person's salary into a retirement fund on their behalf. They're Mm -hmm. doing it uh, out of a sense of loyalty and out of a sense of because they they care about the employee and the team member and longevity and would like to see that person grow and save money. 
Well, and it fits into our culture. We like to invest and and give to the people we bring on and help them to grow and grow as professionals, grow as therapists, grow in whatever their capacity is in that company because we ask for a lot in return. We ask them to do a good job for therapy and for our kids. We ask them to do a good job in their admin staff and their admin responsibilities. So, you know, we're working hard here. But if you have people working really hard here, you need to give them something back. Absolutely. I mean, invest in them too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been very interesting and I think helpful, particularly to new grads. For written details on this, you can go to the show notes or to the blog at www.pediatricdt.com and look for the Hayden's Place blog. Then you can listen to the podcast from that website as often as you like. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com.